Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. In this episode, the classic structure of a joke. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king of Balaam, Arthur Smith. Yes, good afternoon from Edinburgh, the arts capital of the world, if it's August, and the rest of the time, it's just myself, Ewan Spence, and the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. Yes, once more into the archive to find out who is just bringing us memories of Fringe's past. Yes, it's September and the Fringe spirit is not going to die, at least on this podcast. Following our daily coverage, the Edinburgh Fringe show becomes the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. After all, we've nearly two decades of coverage, over a thousand interviews from across the Fringe from multiple disciplines. So why not go back to listen to those first steps of those that became legends after their Edinburgh appearance? Well, it's the second episode of the Archive format, so let's break format, because Arthur Smith was already a legend when I started this podcast back in 2005. The stand-up comedian has done normal shows at the Fringe, shows leading a a 3am audience to the top of the coincidentally named Arthur's seat, shows that have seen him arrested, he's ransomed David Strassman's high-tech puppet by sending parts of it back bit by bit until the ransom was paid. Along with Malcolm Hardy, he wrote a review of their joint show, added a byline of the Scotsman's review writer, and then sneaked into the offices and put the review in the in-tray ready for publishing. Yes, it made it into print, and yes, the show was sold out for the rest of the run. As I said, legend. Anyway, it's 2013, and Arthur brings a new show up to the French. Arthur Smith sings Leonard Cohen, Volume 2. While Arthur pitches this as a, a bit of a sing-along, it's much more accomplished than that. He weaves Cohen's music through his own life, telling parts of this fascinating story. It shouldn't come as a surprise that there's, there's too much Smith and Cohen for one show. So this has become a sort of trilogy of sorts. This is The Empire Strikes Back, as it were, the best of the three. Maybe, I don't know. It just seemed like a, a nice little segue there. Uh, so let's go back to 2013, when I invited Arthur into the podcast studio to tell us more about Smith's singing, his first fringe, and which of the then up-and-coming comics he was keeping an eye on. And always remember, the show's finished. Don't try and get tickets. It's in the comedy section, but the title of the show reads like it's music. He's won awards, he's put on art galleries, he's even managed to create a stir at the fringe when he didn't actually turn up at all. Um, Arthur Smith joins us. Welcome, Arthur. Welcome to you, you, and I'm very impressed by your huge enthusiasm, uh, your relish with this. Frankly, I'm feeling a bit gruff and irritable. Well, to be perfectly honest, you saw what I was like at one minute to twelve just before the microphones went on. It's so pretty ugly then, actually. It's true. And then there you were, leaping up, waving your arms around, and suddenly there was a complete transformation, you, and it's uh, left me a slightly it's, disconcerted. It's all to do with the face. If I bring this fader down... 
<laughs> I've so you got to bring the fader back up by the machine yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's like Eric Sykes' glasses when he was. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. wouldn't be able to hear when you took them off. Right. Arthur Smith, the great Eric Sykes. Do you want to hear a funny story about it? I, you know, I could have an hour of stories about Eric Sykes. Yeah. I would love that. Carry you on. Know, it was just I heard this story that he, apparently. I mean, I was a big fan of Eric Sykes. I met him a couple of times, and apparently he was always um, uh, a huge. He never got on with Bruce Forsyth. They were enemies apparently, and they met after. After some years, and Bruce Forsyth said, it's been so long, Eric, I can't even remember why you hate me. And Eric Sykes brilliantly said, well, nor can I, but it's the only thing that keeps me alive, so please sod off, Bruce. Ah, <laughs> uh, so on the principle of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and Bruce yes. Forsyth hates Celine Dion because she <laughs> because she beat the song she won, when she won the Eurovision Song Contest. The the song that she beat was written by Bruce Forsyth's daughter. And therefore, Bruce Forsyth hates Celine Dion. Yeah, which means enemy of my enemy, Eric yeah. Sykes and Celine Dion must have been best of friends. They were. I saw, I, well, I saw them out once having tea once in the Ritz in London. Oh, we could have had a, a remake of of, of Sykes. And, There's a combination. Celine Eric Dion instead of Hattie. <laughs> oh, I yeah. pay for that. <laughs> I pay for Eric to be back. Eric Actually, I have a good missed. story about Hattie Jakes. Too. Yeah, Do carry, on, that one? carry on. Carry <laughs> on. It was uh, apparently, you know, she, she, you know, was quite a hostess and she used to invite all the friends around, some of whom were, you know, carry on members. Well, of course, most of them were gay. Well, of course, they were allowed to say it at the time. And what they, and, and Hattie Jakes used to deliberately set fire to the chip pan during the course of a dinner party in order that the local fire brigade, who were also in on it, would come up to wherever it was they lived, uh, put the chip fan out and then parade around. Of course, all these gay men were delighted to see all these handsome fire. Fireman. And uh, the fireman, meanwhile, were getting free drinks. You know, it was it was it was a good deal all round. Okay, tell us about your show this year. Um, I'm doing a show. Well, it's a kind of musical itself. Yeah, I'm doing Arthur Smith sings Leonard Cohen Volume Two. Uh, which uh, is, I, it, is it a typo in the press release? Or is it T O O? No, it is Volume Two T O O. Yeah, because there is volume. You know, it's not just quiet. Well, there's a bit of quiet. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the thing is, I've done. Uh, I've already done one show about 13 years ago, Arthur Smith sings Leonard Cohen, which I picked as a title because it seemed to promise the grimmest evening of entertainment imaginable, you know. The only way from there was up. Um, but then I kind of enjoyed singing the Leonard Cohen songs, and I think, you know, and I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, him, of his, and uh, I don't know, it seemed like an... Uh, I, I, fa- I just fancied singing some more Leonard Cohen songs again. That's partly it. Ah, and it's, it's too karaoke su- for the recently bereaved. Oh, it's too it's too sunny, I think, to actually sing Leonard Cohen at this time of day, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to hear me singing Leonard no, Cohen, really. No, I mean, I, mean, I could understand. That. I, I've 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 done my best to not look at Wikipedia uh, before this interview because I do remember that you once went to a stage interview. Oh, yeah. All your questions you've just lifted yeah. from Wikipedia. Yeah. So instead, uh, I'm going to lift a question from Tony Hawk, if you don't mind. Tony um, Hawk. Yes. Because uh, it's the only other time I can think of you singing when you were forced <laughs> to sing oh, yeah. the Moldovan national anthem. Yes, naked. It's sunny enough for that. Yeah. And it's radio, so we can get away with yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't think I can remember the how the hell it went. <laughs> yes, I had to do it. was a bet that Tony Hawks and I had. I bet him he couldn't beat the whole of the Moldav- Moldovan football team at tennis because he's a sort of keen tennis player. Not really expecting him to take me up on this bet. But sure enough, he did. He went off to Moldova and Israel and Ireland chasing Moldovan footballers. And he ended up, you know, and writing a book about it. And anyway, the loser of the bet, the deal was, had to sing the Moldovan na- national anthem naked on Ballam High Road. And I lost the bet. So 
uh, it was a cold night, if you ever see the video, <laughs> I'll say. Um, <laughs> and I, as it turned out, I didn't actually sing the Moldovan National. I'd been given some sort of funny phonetic words, which I duly uh, sang away to. But it turned out it was some kind of Moldovan disco tune that had got mixed into the, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I did. I, did, I took, took my clothes off and sang in Moldovan. What can I say? Uh, and did Tony give you any of the royalties from the book? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't, <laughs> didn't know. Tony is not known for his... Um, He's not the sort of guy who says, hey, everybody, I'm buying the drinks. Let's put it like that. I, I mean, he's not in the Ken Dodd class, but, you know. <laughs> so, so he still got the better end of the deal? Absolutely. He made a fortune out of the book. Yeah. And, uh, and you got and pneumonia? Got, yeah, that's right. So and did I, I just step... I stepped on a punchline that I'm going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you. It wasn't much of a punchline anyway. Uh, it wasn't much of a performance either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're doing Leonard Cohen here and not yeah. the national anthems of the European continent. No, although that would be an interesting, if possibly very boring show. So now, my show is sort of... Um, it's 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 you're right in a way it shouldn't be in the comedy section it is comedy there are quite a few laughs i have to say i'm a comedian at heart but there are some kind of heartfelt bits and i'm i'm doing a bit of poetry in it too as well as uh, doing some Leonard Cohen songs and i have three backing singers uh the smithereens so uh yeah i'm a, i'm a rock star at last who came up with smithereens I don't know. It just well, it was pretty obvious, really. It just sort of appeared out of nowhere. You could have had the Arthurians, and then you would nah, have had the whole Rick Wake. No, that makes you. Did you expect them all to be dressed in sort of you know nuns' outfits or something? So, what have you got them dressed in? Well, they're they're very attractive women in very attractive clothes. <laughs> I'll do a line. I'll say Leonard Cohen has slept with approximately two hundred and sixty backing singers, and none of them, it seems, regret it. I have slept with no backing singers, and none of them, it seems, regret it. Good old-fashioned comedy. I mean, when you come up to the fringe, I'm assuming that you go around and have a look at all the young upstarts with their bright mm. eyes and thinking, oh. I on them. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel it's slightly paternal. You're right. I can say, yeah, how oh, good on them. You know, that was me 25 years ago, you know. Uh, remember back to your first fringe. What did you get up to? Well, I mean, I didn't really know what the Edinburgh Fringe was then. And obviously it wasn't as big as it is now. This is in the late 70s. Um well, we, we'd hired a school hall. We came up full of, full of enthusiasm. Uh, and, you know, we didn't really know that. And we were playing in the James Gillespie School Hall, which famously Sean Connery once was a pupil there or something. Anyway, it was a school hall. And uh, the first night we had four people in, two at one, my brother and his wife being two of them. Uh, and the second night, it was sort of eight. And we thought, oh, blimey. But we kept on going, you know. We were out there flyering and shouting at people. And it was quite a good show. And in the end, the very last night, we sold out. So it was, you know, I lived in that first year, the little classical fringe dream, you know. you got to sell out short your first fringe. Yeah, well, I mean, people say yeah, it's a sell-out yeah, yeah. show. It's only sold every night. I just said it was one night when I had a lot of mates in. It's you know, it didn't. It wasn't a sell-out show in the sense it sold out every night, but it did once sell out. So it, it was in that sense. Yeah, that's like me. BAFTA nominated. Yeah, we that's won't right. do the small print. Yeah, it was BAFTA Scotland Best <laughs> yeah. Creative nominated in very media. small letters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that's which. If you were starting off now, mm. do you think you would be able to break out at the fringe? Well, there's a huge amount of competition, that's for sure. I mean, there are men. I mean, when I the first year I came up, there were comedy shows and they were mostly university reviews. There were no stand-up comedians at all. Not one stand-up comic in that first. Well, nor were there till like eighty-one. 
Um, so it was a very, it, and it wasn't, it didn't have the whole world of agents and managers and PR people then. It was a kind of small scale event. You didn't really go to the fringe in order to make it. I don't think it was a chance to do a show, you know, in the, in public. I mean, I never particularly anticipated that as a result of that, I would, you know, become president of the world of entertainment. Although, as it turns unless out, people I have. have. <laughs> you have, yes. Uh, hold on, hold on. I've got the contractual obligation here. Unless you're listening from the Streatham Tax Office, uh, yes. in which case... Uh, yeah, I'm Daphne Fairfax. Uh, there we go. I just want that so I can take it out as a ringtone, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, right, Arthur, remind us once more when the show is on. It's on at 2.30 at the uh, Pleasant Cabaret Bar every day until the 18th and or 18th. So you're running for the first two weeks then, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I'm too old to do the whole bloody lot. <laughs> right, were you taking other shows? Anybody caught your eye from the Young Upstarts? Uh, of Young Upstart, yes, but unfortunately, I can't. I must make a note of them. <laughs> I've got to make a note of them all. I was in Phil Jupiter's show. He's the young boy. He's doing quite well. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see him on, on the screen one day. Yeah. Maybe be, he'll yeah. break through. Uh, Arthur Smith sings Leonard Cohen Volume 2. Again, Pleasant's Cabaret Bar uh, until the 18th of August at half past two, which gives you just over two hours from the first yes. airing of this to go there. If you're actually listening to this on Castle FM 1, it's in progress just now. So stop listening to the show. And if you're and listening to listen one of the other streams, it happened earlier today, I yeah. suppose. Although there is a couple of people who go, it happened in August. They, they keep it till <laughs> September. It's, yeah. it's like their methadone and from coming what, down. Yeah. And what year? Just don't say the year. Don't yeah. say the year, no. Because um, it means we can run this again in five years' time. Um, Arthur. Uh, mon plaisir. Indeed, mon plaisir bien as well. Um, I'll just mangle off the French on that one. Uh, we will have links back to the show so you can buy the tickets on our website, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Straight into edfringe.com, buy your tickets and head over to the venue. Right, we are going to take a look. Arthur Smith there, recorded in 2013, promoting his fringe show, Leonard Cohen, Volume 2. Nowadays, you'll find him at arthursmith.co.uk and you'll find a gig list there where he's playing and all the various social media connections there. We'll have links to our website, edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com so you can head straight to there, find out where Arthur's playing, get tickets, etc, etc, etc. Some things never change. Uh, anyway, I hope you're enjoying these fringe shows uh, when it's not the fringe. Uh, what would help us now is if you could share out the link to the show, give us a star rating at the favourite podcast app or service. But also, most of all, let me know you're listening. It's dead easy. You leave us a comment, drop an email in, youandspence at gmail.com will reach me. I'll be back next week with another interview from the archives, just as soon as I can work out how to connect this mini disc to my Mac. Ta-ra for now. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by Ewan Spence, produced by The Podcast Corner. Listen to more from The Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Listener.